0: Is
1: this the crusty Crab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is
0: this the crusty Crab?
1: No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the crusty Crab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch
2: Box. <coughs> <coughs> I am not a crusty crab. Uh, Greetings, everybody. It is another Thursday. Therefore, it is time indeed for another episode of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And, of course, if you're watching this at home, it's still the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But it could also be the top 20. Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? I'm Mitch Hendberg. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to start the day, as I know you love to, with a... Technical issue! Yay, everybody! <laughs> it's probably not so much a technical issue as much as it is... I didn't hit the button right. I don't know why that is. It looks like it should be working, but, you know, who knows. So, it's quite possible the this current episode of the Top 20 that you're watching a week in the future will have no sound. And we could argue whether or not that would be better or not, but maybe... Um, I think it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. This beard, by the way, (laughs) not by the way, it is the way. So I'm trying, like, I realized last night, and this is probably only going to be a problem for roughly half of my listening audience, um, I don't really know how to shave for a beard. I'll give you good luck if you're a top 20, so it's like, so... Right. I mean, it's not helping anybody on my radio audience. Like, I can kind of get this, like, I shave the sides down because they just get all curly. And now I look like I ran, you know, was president in the 1800s. Like, I don't want to do that. But what what's really happening is I'm digging this bottom part. If anybody ever saw Don't Mess With the Zohan, like the part where Rob Schneider is talking about the goat, and you just, like, rub that part. Like, you could see it here on the Top 20, so in a week you'll be able to see it. Like, I like doing that. I think I was talking about it a couple weeks ago. I was saying like it helps me think, like very Freud, like mm, yes, super ego, id, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm enjoying that, and I guess I'm okay on the side and the mustache. I hate having a mustache, but like I just can't bring myself to be one of those people that has a beard and no mustache. I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody. It's not for me. Um, but the problem I have here, and I'll welcome any thoughts in the chat. By the way. Uh, it's, it's the under, the underbrush. I don't know how to manage the underbrush under here. I don't know if I should save it cl- shave it clean and then just have like the beer go like that. This is really being lost on the radio audience, but I'm I have all this. You know what? It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Much like everything else on this show, <laughs> my friend, it is not important at all. <laughs> Let me just do a quick check. Uh, Make sure that's recording. Camera is currently on. We are transmitting in the chat, 99wnrr.com, and I look at it right now, and it turns out that I am not ignoring it. I got a survey email from Hochul about which issues are important. I checked off every box. I'm sure Governor Hochul will get right on it. To come as no surprise to anybody, any regular listener of the box, and I am no fan of Governor Hogel, which just goes to show you just how much I really didn't like Lee Zeldin. By the way, I had what I thought was a great idea this morning. Uh, you want to talk about, like, do you, does anybody remember when I threatened to run for Congress? I don't know that anybody listening now was actually listening to the show back then. So I had threatened to run for Congress, um, I don't know, nine years ago, eight years ago. And I was going to run on a couple of platforms, uh, but one of them, one of them was I was going to run on a platform of mandatory gay marriage. Now, does anybody remember that? It was very controversial, but I had a very good reason for it. You'll find this in politics a lot, uh, where, and you, honestly, you find this in relationships a lot, like this is just something that happens. You know where you really find this? In divorce, <laughs> divorces. Uh, So if there's any uh, de A's out there, this might sound familiar. But basically what happens is that if you're the reasonable person, what you'll do is you'll ask for a reasonable thing. So like in politics, uh, let's just say, uh, let's take the infrastructure bill from 2021, right? Trillion dollar infrastructure bill. What it was originally supposed to be was like a $4 trillion. Now, that's really expensive, except when you start to consider what the GDP of the United States is and like, you know, tax share and tax burden stuff like that. Uh, so what happens is that responsible people come to the table and they're like, okay, our bridges are crumbling. Our train, our, our light rail is ridiculous like it's laughable in the world uh we don't manufacture anything you guys just remember like covid how we don't make masks uh we don't even make nails anymore there was a a story about that a few years ago i was talking about the last company that made nails in the united states moved to mexico uh so we don't like so we're investing in our country so it was smart this is what it's going to cost we want to go solar as f everywhere we can because even though solar technology costs some money if we invest in it now, it's only going to get better and better and better because other companies will start being in it. Like, government leads the way in that kind of thing, which is why it was so awesome when they, uh, New York City, had, like, electric cabs and electric buses because that, in my opinion, uh, municipalities that did that, that, in my opinion, is the impetus for why car companies started really investing in that. Because, like, well, we, even if we can't sell to the general public, we can literally sell to the general public because we can sell to their governments and municipalities. Anyway, so you're intelligent and you're smart, and you come to the table with something in the middle, like okay, this is what we need, we need all this other stuff and then the other side that's completely unreasonable is like, well, no, we don't want that, uh, and we come and they come to the table with something like um, we want all women to be barefoot and pregnant." because men, white men specifically, it's not very ridiculous, are superior. So that's what an irrational, unreasonable argument is to an infrastructure bill. And then what has to happen is you have to go somewhere in the middle. Right? So like, alright, we'll give you $1 trillion for infrastructure, but uh, women can't get their t- tubes tied if they want in Colorado. It's basically what I So I was using that logic, This is like 8 years ago, and I was going to run on a um platform of mandatory gay marriage and the reason I was gonna do that is because I figured if I ran on a platform like that, all the people because this was this is a little while ago so remember like it was still illegal like gay marriage is new like that like that is new and probably temporary because of the Supreme Court. Uh, but this was back when gay marriage was not legal in all 50 states and was not recognized. So I was thinking that I would just run and, uh, and just make sure that, okay, now everybody has to get gay married. Like, whether you want to or not, you have to get gay married. And my hope was that people would have to come to the table and be like, hold on, I don't want any penis in my butt. I mean, you might. And uh, zero judgment from me. Like, if that's what you want, that's that's what you want. Like, that if that's what makes you happy, that's fine. But um, if you don't want to uh, necessarily be gay married, uh, then you could come to the table and be like, how about we just let people that are our gay get married? And I'd be like, you know what? I'm willing to accept your compromise. And that's how politics works. So that's what I was running on a few years ago. My old drummer, Mike Bontempe, thought it was probably one of the most genius things I've ever come up with. And I've known that dude since high school. <laughs> it would have worked, too. <laughs> Anyway, so my brilliant idea this morning, I was, uh, I, don't, I, I gotta stop doing it. So I, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore, like hardly ever. And if I am, like it's, it took everything I had to not, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders my Wednesday because she's such an idiot and such a, such a problem, such a representative of the problem. But she's actually way more smart and way more ideological than some of the real dunces sitting in Congress right now. And so with the absence of Facebook, what I, I follow some people on Twitter, like some politicians. And actually, I started following Adam Kinzinger when he joined the January 6th commission because I was like, that's interesting. I wonder what he has to say. Um, so, I, you know, sometimes I see stuff that's interesting and I just read that. And then I start going down the wormhole, which is the rabbit hole, which is such a bad idea. But I, I came to I came to a tweet from Lauren Bo- Bobert, who is the uh, dumb fuck from Colorado. Oh, excuse me, representative from Colorado, and uh, her tweet was something something along like my pronoun, my pronoun is quote patriot, and then somebody else responded, um, actually, patriot is a noun, much like idiot. <laughs> and it's been hours. <laughs> And I am definitely still laughing about that. Not because it's nice to do, but because it's hella funny. It's also angry. And she's also dummy. So it kind of got me thinking. So uh, if you're a listener to The Box, you know how much I cannot stand her. I don't like hypocrisy. Just, it really bothers me. And the fact that she was like a teenage mom that got knocked up and couldn't finish high school just shows how irresponsible she is. The fact that she took government money and like has now four kids that are just sucking off all the you know, government money for schooling and stuff like that uh, really, really bothers me uh, all by itself. But the fact that she preaches to other people and now we pay her like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year to basically be an idiot in, in Congress. Really, really bothers me. And then you have like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, who like totally like cheated on her husband several times, and is still bitching about the morality clause and compass of, of, of Congress. I mean, like, really, just like these these two bimbos are just the worst. And like, we don't even need to like talk about Matt Gates. Although it was really funny because I did see a meme with him like as a commercial, like a like an ad for Venmo, and he's like, I use Venmo for minor purchases, but it's minor because he traffics in you know young women across lines and, and then, of course, there's our very own George Santos. And by very own, I mean not mine, because I live in Suffolk County, where we're still, like, intelligent at all. As opposed to, like, Northern Queens and Nassau County, who just seemed like Santos was just such a nice guy. Because he was completely full of shit, and you guys were just too stupid to realize it. And you voted a complete fraud into office. You literally voted the person that P.T. Barnum warned you about into office. And it turns out there's nothing we can do about it because the only way we can get rid of him is if the Republican caucus decides to throw him out of Congress and Kevin McCarthy's not going to do that because he's barely got a hold on the on the party at all. And by the way, the this, the, the the actual just Just the sheer disgusting behavior of the Republicans during the State of the Union, like they've been tailgating all day and they're drunk at a football game, just shows you absolutely everything that's wrong with this country. And I'm not even saying it's just the Republicans, but in this particular case, it was just the Republicans. Like, you are horribly disgusting people, and you are lowering the bar for our social and civil discourse, and you are the problem. There is no other issue in the country, as far as I'm concerned, that... Is rises higher than your level of inferior discourse and inability to act like adults when it's required and called for. You're disgusting for sending those people to Congress, and those people into Congress are even more disgusting. Which brings me to what I like to call DJ's Great Idea of the Week. It's a new one-time segment here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. This week, DJ's Great Idea of the Week is... If you are in a congressional district in the great country that is the United States of America, if you are in a congressional district that the majority of people in the rest of the country feel that you have failed in your responsibility to send a decent human representative to Congress on your behalf, if we have deemed that you have failed to do it, Lauren Bobert, Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, definitely George Santos. If you are a congressional district that has done that to this country, you get to sit out for the next election. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You don't get to vote, and you don't get to send a representative in. What do you think of that? How about that, Nassau County? You think you aren't represented now by your cross-dressing, dog money-stealing, lying douchebag of a congressman? You'd be better off with no congressman, and that's what I'm proposing. I think it's a great idea. And it can work across parties. Like, if you have failed so bad in your civic duty to send a decent representative to Congress, you don't get one. I don't even know if I should go on with the rest of the show. This is so goddamn genius on my part, I might as well just retire. How about some lighthouse keeping people? What do you think? What do you think? Time for time for some light housekeeping? Let's check in with the chat first. Uh incentivize radio people, right? Right. Thank you. Yeah, it is a good way to incentivize make uh, radio people watch the top 20. I agree. Uh Zeldin just dumped his campaign treasure he shared with Santos. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Lee Zeldon. All right. There's a brand new top 20 out today. It does not have the beard stuff I was doing. That'll be next week. But if you want to teleport to the future, you could probably see it. Also, let me know what you think. Um, this is what I'm talking about when I'm handed a shortcut to the song inside. And I'm be forever grateful to my producer for that. Also on the show, uh, I was reading the, uh, articles of secession from Mississippi that they went ahead in the future and just lied about because why not? Uh, that's kind of cool. And then, uh, DeSantis, all the stuff he's doing. There's a whole article I think in Vice or Vox. It's like this is what happens when DeSantis comes to your school and it's not so good. Uh, generational poverty. Hippopotamuses are awesome. I don't I feel like I need to keep telling you that. It's okay, if everything do on the box. It's uh, you know, it's just as good as all the other videos. Um, Again, if you have any ideas of how to promote the top 20 a little bit better, just let me know. I'm open for ideas. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm horrible at social media these days. I'm also not a 14-year-old girl, so I'm not on TikTok, so please don't suggest TikTok. It's not going to happen. They finally started doing reels for the show. I feel like that's about enough. Thank you. Uh, Also, on Bacon is my podcast. They have 75 episodes coming out this week, apparently. Seven questions will be Michelle from Casper. Uh, you might want to check that out. Uh, hate it, but haven't heard it. Tribalism and music is lame. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to watch that because that sounds really up my alley. I'm guessing that's what came out just this past week. No, sorry, I'm not guessing. That's what came out this past week. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Keanu Thompson is seven questions. That should be tomorrow if I have their schedule right. I think it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but honestly, they just do so much stuff. I can't even keep up with it. I don't know if jamming with a stranger has a new one either. I gotta check that out. I like Waterbury stuff. He does his top five that I just generally disagree with, and even if I agree with it, I'm still gonna disagree with it because it makes it more fun. Um, what else is up? Uh, I got some videos to release. I got some lyric videos we're gonna release. We got a lyric video that I don't like so much for Blue. We have a lyric video for Easy that I like a lot. Uh, we're gonna do that, and then. Um, the Dirty Deeds video is going to be coming out sometime this year, we're just trying to work it out and like, get all the scheduling done, blah, blah, blah. It's very hard to run Rebel 9. It really is. It's really hard to run Rebel 9. We have no motivation to do so whatsoever, which blows. But that's on me. That's not a a Um I definitely had something else I was going to talk about. And for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. Does anybody else remember what I was going to talk about? Something? Uh, let see. Congress? That was not what I was coming here to talk about. I was coming here to say something, um, I don't remember, I, uh, I don't know how many people know this about me medically, uh, but I am a proud grower of kidney stones, it's not a diet thing, it's a genetic thing apparently, because they, they did all my thing. it's not like the oxalate stones, it's something else, so that sucks, but I had to go <laughs> I had to go to my urologist yesterday. Now, if you've never been to a urologist, it's basically just like kind of a penis doctor. We just, we can just call it what it is. But um, the funny thing is, is that, so this urologist, this specific urologist, was the one that did my second surgery. Um, and it's actually one of, like, I I have had three surgeries in my life two of them for kidney stones when I was adult one I had my tonsils yanked out when I was four that was scary um so when I had my first set of kidney stones done this was five years ago maybe um it was it was so bad like I literally could not stand up and so I had to go to the ER for that one which I don't recommend um but it was it was kind of painful and I have anxiety like I pretty well documented anxiety um (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, you know, I went into the emergency room like at I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, and I had surgery scheduled for like 6 a.m. I'm also not a morning person. So, what have we learned so far today? Like, I have bad anxiety, and I'm not a morning person. Like, these are two things you really need to know about me. So, 6 a.m., they're wheeling me into the um, wheeling me into the uh, the operating room, and they strapped me down. Like, dude. <laughs> If you've ever been strapped down, I mean, I don't know about for pleasure, because I do not like being confined. It's not something, uh, it's, it's, it's like a genetic thing, because my son has that too. Um, but I do not like it at all. <laughs> and so they strapped me down, and I had a panic attack. Uh, and I was grateful for the you know laughing guess that they finally gave me to knock me out. But it was to the point where um, when I went for my second surgery, which was scheduled, Uh, Which is way better to go. It was a scheduled one uh, to clear out all the kidney stones in my left kidney. uh, Which have grown back. Or not all of them, but some of them have grown back. So, if you wanted to know what to get me for Christmas, it's not kidney stones I have. Thank you. Uh, But when I went, I had a nurse. Wonderful nurse. Like, she was just so pleasant. And, like, like you've, like... (laughs) Like, I know there are mean nurses, because uh, I've seen them. I've dealt with them. But, man, nurses are literally little angels. <laughs> I mean, they just are. And this one was no exception. She was great. We were just having a great conversation. I was telling her about, like, I was worried because I had had a panic attack last time this had happened. And she was like, oh, just tell the anesthesiologist. He'll be in in a few minutes. And, uh, like, they'll help you out with that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even really know that was a thing. I was thinking maybe they'd give me some, like... I don't know, Xanax. I, I don't even know what people take in the hospital. Like, I know what I take. <laughs> but I don't know what people take in the hospital for, for that kind of stuff. So the anesthesiologist comes in to tell him the whole story. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. We can take care of it. And so, like, I'm nervous because, you know, I'm about to get surgery on my dingus, basically. <laughs> I'm not, not taking it at all. Uh, but so I go... Had a tell him the story, and he's like, "Oh, okay." So he pulls something out of his pocket. He's got a syringe and dips into it. He's like, "All right, I can, you know, I can definitely help out with that." So um, he injects some, and honestly, on me for like not even asking what it was, but like he, so he injects into my IV line because I've already had an IV put in. Injects into my IV line as he's like depressing the cylinder and the syringe. I'm like. You know, like, how long is this going to take, do you think, like, to keep me down? Like, is it going to be enough time? And he's like, you should feel it now. And I did. <laughs> and that story is funny enough, because I would love to get my hands on whatever that was, by the way. Like, if anybody is, like, if anybody's hanging out in one of those sketchy bodegas, and they see, like, a pack of... Whatever DJ was talking about, like pick up two of them and I'll give you some money. But the best part (laughs) for me (laughs) about that whole story is that now I'm having a grand old time. Like, I'm just, (laughs) this is just fantastic. If I could spend my life like that, like, I mean, I'm sure there'd be some liver damage, but like, I felt great. Like, things were going really well considering what was about to happen within the next hour. So I get in. To the operating theater And I see this new urologist This is the one that I actually just went back to yesterday And the main reason I went back to him Is because he's kind of like my age He's a cool dude We are having fun And I'll tell you more about like what was going on uh, dur- During the uh, during the appointment Later on in the show Because I'm running out of time Unsurprisingly um, So again the operating theater It's cold because it's Probably like April I have my Rebel 9 hoodie on Right, so keep in mind, being wheeled in, I'm in a hospital gown. I have my Rebel Nine hoodie on. Uh, it's actually on me like backwards, right? So just, just a walking advertisement for the band. Most of my listening audience has a Rebel Nine hoodie, so you know how comfortable those things are. So I was wearing them. So yeah, operating theater, Rebel Nine hoodie, hospital gown, feeling really great <laughs> from whatever they had just given me so I go in so now I'm all chatty like I'm talking to the surgeon he's like oh hey, how you doing I'm like I'm like I'm doing I'm doing great doc this is fantastic like other than what you're about to do this has been a pretty good day uh, so then he starts talking about Rebel 9 now oh the other thing you need to know is that uh, a couple weeks earlier we had just played the Paramount we had opened for Rat at the Paramount anybody that saw that show knew it was, it was a good show it was a big deal for us and all that other stuff so yeah, just open for Rat, Rebel 9 hoodie, hospital, you know, surgery room. DJ is pretty much high as F at this point. So he asks, he's like, oh, you know, like Rebel 9, like, is what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's my band. And as I'm taking it off, and I'm like, we just played Paramount in Huntington. I'm like, so we're kind of a big deal. So let's not fuck anything up here. <laughs> and to his credit, he laughed out loud at that. And I was like... Cool. This is going to work out just fine. Just please don't saw off my dingus, because that's going to be a bummer. But, I don't know. Probably if they sent me home with a pack of whatever magic juice they put in my IV, I would have figured out a way around it. But I will have more about the appointment, because I think it's funny, and why not? I need stuff to talk about. But... On the downside of things, I have roughly 15 songs that I dragged over to play today, plus two others that I really kind of need to play today. So it's going to be a busy show. So I hope you guys have no plans for lunch, or at least you're ordering in. But we got to at least get started because I don't have all day to hang out with you guys. Mainly because I do not have a shit ton of money, unlike some people, but like more importantly, like what? Liz Fair says that we need to have. And it's actually shitloads of money if you want to be like, you know, a dick about it, but I'm gonna go get some of that I V juice and I'll just see you on the other side.
1: Hard rock lunch box.
2: I wanna be quite clear. I do not like Papa Roach. I find them just kind of kinda of trite and a little bit boring. However, the moment they added featuring Bear to a song. Somehow it got better. Coincidence? Probably not. Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's a little bit from swim school right there. Now listen. If you're not familiar with the Artist Party, that's okay. This is the Hard Rock Lunchbox. We play very little country here. Uh, and that's by design and also the fact that I generally don't like it. <laughs> However... You should know the name Jeremy McKinnon by now Because he sings for a little band you might know Called A Day to Remember Now when those two dudes got together I was not paying attention, honestly But I was listening to the song And kind of what happened next Really just like, what? Uh, I, Yeah And now it's on the box Hard Rock Lunch Box So so that song actually is perfect lead into what I'm about to read here it's, I don't know. Like I'm always I'm not surprised. It's like sometimes I'm just caught off guard that stories aren't you know stories that I know that have come my way uh, aren't bigger stories that people don't know about. So I'll just uh, preface this with um, in Ohio, basically in north of Sandusky, Ohio, they sort of not necessarily uncovered, but like they. Kind of brought to light the fact that there's this homeschooling network, which is not not a problem. My daughter is homeschooled, and lots of kids are homeschooled. As certainly as the public education system in the country gets worse and worse and worse, homeschooling is becoming a more and more important option. But they uh, did some reporting a couple weeks ago about this network, like this big homeschooling operation, and it's all neo-Nazi based, like just flat out, just completely neo-Nazi. Uh, anti, you know, Jews for sure, anti minorities, anti black, anti homosexuals. Like, com- that's the agenda. Like, so everything that they're talking about in, like, public schools, like in Florida, like, well, you can't let people talk about, like, gay or transgendered or anything like that because it's grooming kids for, like, this is literally going on in Sandusky, Ohio. And here's the best part. <laughs> like,. Uh, this is from Vice. This literally just came in. Uh, after investigating the neo-Nazi homeschool network in Upper Sandusky, Ohio, the Ohio Department of Education appears to have concluded that the group is doing nothing wrong. <laughs> Logan and Katya Lawrence were unmasked last week as the operators of a neo-Nazi homeschool network with thousands of members known as Dissident Homeschool on Telegram by Vice News and the Huffington Post based on research from, the, from an anti-fascist research group called the Anonymous Comrades Collective. The Lawrences openly advocate white supremacist ideologies with the aim of making the children they teach, they've said, quote, become wonderful Nazis, end quote. Katja Lawrence said she initially started the group because she was, quote, she, quote, was having a rough time finding Nazi-approved school material for her homeschool children, end quote, and has shared lesson plans That include Hitler quotes, a picture of a cake she baked for Hitler's birthday, and a recording of her children saying, quote, Sig Heil in unison. That's what's going on on the right, right? That's what's going on in extreme politics on the right. But you can't answer a question about somebody that's got two dads. Just keep that in mind the next time you talk to your Republican friends that there are neo-Nazi homeschool things going on in Sandusky, Ohio. And that's happening right now. And and for as much bullshit as you hear on social media that's like, you know, may or may not be fact-checked, like, that's actually happening. That's happening right now. And the reason I know it's true is because not only did they investigate it as as reporters, they had the state look at it, and they did, but also the owners are saying it they're owning it flat out this is what we wanted to do we are neo-nazis we believe in white uh, fascist dictatorships and this is what we believe in we want to teach our kids everything I just read to you is undisputed by any of the parties it's not even there's no fake news nothing this is actually happening people are actually proud of it there are thousands of people and the worst part about this is now that it's made the national news there's going to be thousands more because a lot of white supremacists are going to send their stupid kids there now it's really good that i had this next song queued up I don't know what was going on with this song. I actually sent it out to Mikey and Jimmy yesterday just like as a kind of like a pick me up kind of song. I did not hear back from them but like I was listening to it. I listened to it twice. It's a long ass song and it's from the band The Winery Dogs, which is Billy Sheehan and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater and Richie Kotzen uh, who's I forget like what he's from other than just being him, but it's just a really they're a really talented band and every now and then they they write a really kind of like I want to say poppy song, but like commercial, commercially successful and viable song. A lot of times it's just like we're really awesome musicians and we're going to just do what dream theater does, which is fine because that's a market. I have no problem with that. But every now and then they put out something that really does have this sort of commercially viable thing. Like we've played a bunch or at least a handful of songs from them, but they have this new song out. It's called The Red Wine. And like I said it's long and it's jammy but god damn it if I didn't feel better just for listening to it so in case you're having kind of a shit day or you're you know aware that people in your country are just like homeschooling neo nazis because that's something fun to do uh, even though we fought a world war over that not too long ago like years not really that long in human history but if you just want to feel a little bit better I got you
1: Hard rock lunch box
2: That's right. When you're Billy Sheehan, you get to end any song you goddamn want to. (laughs) If you're going to be in the Huntington Village area on Saturday night, uh, you can stop by uh, Industry and check out the dudes from Voicemail. They'll be playing again. And Here's a little tune to remind you of what you're in store for there. Yeah, man. If you're listening to that sound, you know what that means. It means it could be it could mean anything, honestly. If we're being completely honest, but in this particular case, we've got brand new music. Now that's kind of a lie. So it's going to be a new segment I like to call almost brand new music. <laughs> Probably better, formally brand new music. Because Mikey's band, Something Heavy, is dropping circles tomorrow. And even though I may have let it sneak out last week, maybe, possibly, it's officially, we're officially promoting it now. It's out tomorrow on all your Spotify platforms and probably everything else. Or you can get them Patreon early if you're a ben Patreon member, blah, 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 blah. Spotify tomorrow. It circles. It's awesome. It's on the box. to turn your microphone on when you're in this business. If I've learned anything, it's at least that. So I've got a song here, and I'm going to be completely honest, something I'm not usually on the box. That's not true. I'm always honest. The um, I do not want to play this song. <laughs> I don't want to play this, but it was requested, and it was so awful that it crossed over into good for me. <laughs> and I'm still laughing because it's very funny. And I'm just, it's not, it's not, I'm on a boat funny. <laughs> or boats and hose funny. But it is very funny in a mathematical sort of way. And I feel like we need more of that. So if you struggle, as many Americans do with calculus, hopefully they can help you out. It's together. One time only on the box.
1: Hard, rock, lunch, box.
0: Hit it, Jess Man. Are you ready to go around my
2: A little bit from Pine Street there, their new song, "Florit." It. Uh, so, I've got new music from Stand Atlantic. And I'm kind of... I don't feel like it's a real, does it box sort of moment, because I think it boxes just fine. I am just... I am starting to get bothered by the fact that I am not liking songs that a lot of other people are starting to like. And that's fine. I don't need to like what other people like because they like them. But, like... How many times can I say like in a sentence? How many likes? (laughs) I loved Coffee at Midnight. You know what I mean? Like, I loved that song from Stan Atlantic. I thought when they released Pink Elephant, I thought we were really, really on to something. They were just touching a little bit on some Lord of Electronica, but I feel like with the newer stuff, it's just, it's a little too much for me. Like, and I like the song. So I don't have a problem with the song per se. It's just not my favorite Stan Atlantic song, and I'm just concerned that it's starting to head into a direction that I no longer like, which is... It's okay. I mean, bands do that. Bands experiment, and, you know, I have a taste. I'm not getting any younger, that's for sure, but I'm not getting stuck in the best music in my life was in the 70s. I just like what I like, Uh, and I just I don't like the electronic manipulation as much as other people do. I just I don't find it as... Artist creative. I find it more, I don't know, programmer creative. Before I give up the reins of writing music to the extreme douchebags over at places like Facebook and Meta, I'd like the artists to really take a little bit more control. But that's just me. What do I know? I just post a radio show but and write music and that kind of thing. But, you know, I'll just shut up. It's brand new Stan Atlantic. It is very good. I wish it was coffee at midnight. It's not... They didn't ask me. That's also cool. But maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Either way, I'm playing it next. Hard rock lunch box. Well, that's weird. Why did that just stop? <laughs> I feel like I'm having some problems with some of my recording stuff. Ah, oh, man. Oh, the chat. Oh, yeah. What are we not talking about? No, I was just talking about that. <laughs> Oh uh, man, yeah, beard. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're. Do- I don't know what anybody here is doing with the beard, but yeah, I don't. I don't recommend it or do recommend it. One of those. Wow. By the way, before I forget, um, I have been doing some voiceover work. I've been. Voicing a character on a new audio drama that's coming out. It's called um, Captain Afterland, and I just got the trailer for it. And I actually just got a link to the first episode. The first episode drops on February fifteenth. I am only in it for like a couple of seconds, but I know I like I I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm a main. I'm not a main character. I'm a main supporting character. And I'll be in it uh, a lot. I think it's like a six, seven, or eight-episode uh, kind of miniseries, uh, at least for the first season. Uh, but I will give you a heads up when uh, when it actually comes out. I believe it's February fifteenth. I will tell you how to get it and all that other stuff, and maybe even play some clips of me being absolutely awesome in it. <laughs> but don't worry. Plenty of music until then. Hard rock. Lunch box. So, I was having this conversation with my oldest the other day when we were talking about songs and streams on Spotify and how there's a handful of songs, and now actually more than a handful of songs, that are actually crossing the one billion uh, streams number. That's, that's a phenomenal number of streams. You know what I mean? Like, just a phenomenal number. And... I brought it up because I was actually talking about the song. Now, a lot of times when I go to practice or come home from practice, it's an hour. And actually, now that the loop is closed for uh, for infrastructure rebuilding. Which, thank you, by the way, thank you, Democrats, for infrastructure rebuilding. Because without infrastructure, you get the 20,000 dead that they've got in southern Turkey and Syria right now. Because their infra- infrastructure sucks. And now people are dead. But we just invested in our country so we don't have that problem. That's why infrastructure is important. I don't know why I'm preaching to all you people. You already know that. Anyway. So, I drive a lot, but I'll listen to music, and then honestly, stuff will just like pop into my head and be like, oh, I wonder, I haven't heard that song in, you know, 30 years or whatever, and I'll just give it a listen. And for whatever reason, I don't even remember the impetus, but I wanted to hear Don't Stop Believing from Journey for no, for no other reason than it just popped into my head. But I was really curious, I was like, I wonder what the biggest Journey song is. Because one of my favorite songs is like, like Wheel in the Sky, but it's for a different reason. Um, just there's something that goes on vocally at the end that I just always thought was cool. But I did like Don't Stop Believing. Um, my favorite song, actually, it's not even Wheel in the Sky. My favorite song from from them is, um, is Any Way You Want It. And, uh, there's, again, just some vocal gymnastics that I just always thought was really fantastic at the very end of the song. It's actually in the fade of the song, so I was just thinking. But then I popped up Journey, because I just. Uh, search for journey because I was driving and you're not supposed to do that but I happened to notice that uh, Don't Stop Believing like I was like that's cool like any way you want it is at 328 million streams Don't Stop Believing is currently right now at 1 billion billion with a B million ten thousand seven hundred and ninety streams wow. which is impressive anyway It's really impressive. I also would like to point out that that record, Escape, came out in 1981. Significantly before the influence of Spotify. And I don't know. I was just blown away by that simple fact that a billion and a half times they played a 42-year-old song. Like... God damn it, Journey. Good for you. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Yeah, man, that sound means only one thing, and it's time for your weekly craving of the week. craving strange, indeed. They have their new single out. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank on like a... a Mean what you say. Damn it. Jesus. Sorry. I gotta start taking those fish oils, I guess. Or something. Something's gotta give, right? (laughs) Uh, Go check out "Mean What You Say." I believe they have a lyric video out for it on Strangerhood TV, as long uh, along with all the other programming you've got on Strangerhood TV. And of course, check it out on all streaming platforms. What you cannot do is hear it here right now today because I am playing this one. It's your weekly craving of the week with Craving Strange on the Box.
0: Something so surreal, don't know what to feel. Do I need to bleed oh man oh, to fit the space you need? Displayed here on my
2: It's over, but it is. It is over. I've got to go do some stuff, including urinate really, really bad. I'm sorry I did not get a chance to finish my story about the urologist. I assure you, it was exciting, and I am now really, really close with my urologist. Yay, me. All right, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you guys all for listening. I hope you have a very, very good weekend, and enjoy yourself tomorrow. It's supposed to be like 60 to 61 degrees here in the Northeast, because that's what we do in February now. It's so nice that climate change isn't a thing. It's really working out for me very much. But I figured I would play you something you'd like to dance yourself on out to. And I was laughing about this earlier. I decided it was completely appropriate. It's not directed at you guys at all. But I'm sure we can all just sort of experience what it feels like to be this dude. <laughs> and then carry on the rest of our week. And we do this again next week where I may or may not have an answer on the beard. I know everybody's waiting. I'll come up with something. I don't know. I really don't. But... This is what I got for now. So have yourself a great week. I'll see you next week on The Box.
1: Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box.